fit for life. Your biblical pathway to success. Make this year your best year by studying to show yourself approved. Join us in our new Fit for Life classes to follow your biblical pathway to success. This is a class for everyone, whether you are a new believer or a mature believer. Every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. in the Fit for Life class. If any of y'all believe in luck or have, have you ever been in, uh, played the lottery or something like that? You've played the lottery before. So do you want to be a part of my icebreaker? Okay. So, so if you want to play like the mega millions, you know, you have to, um, you'd have to be like 302, the 302nd millionth person to be able to win the lottery. So I'm going to throw this to you. Okay. You catch it. All right. So can you stand up and face the crowd so they know what you're doing? Okay. So if you're feeling lucky, it's just basically a matter of luck, right? So whether you win or not, you win. So the odds of you winning the lottery is 300. You would have to be like one out of 300 million people, okay? So you're going to flip the coin, and just to bring it down to earth, you have to flip the coin and land on, what do you want, heads or tails? Okay, tails. Okay, in order for you to win the mega millions, you would have to flip the coin and be on tails 28 times in a row. Are you ready? Let's see if this is going to work. All right. This will this will let you know if you got the luck. All right. So go ahead. Let's let's tails. tails. Okay. That's one. Tails. tails. That's two. Oh, she's getting lucky now. Tails. tails. Whoa. Tails again. That's four. She's lucky. Oh, heads. All right. So I'm sure by the time you won those, you you can have the quarter for now, but that's actually Brian's quarter from Kids City, the little kid. So don't let me, don't let me forget to give it back to him. So I'm sure by the fourth time that you put your money into that lottery, you were like, oh yeah, now I'm going to put the big bucks in. You probably lost about a thousand bucks by then. What is the point of me even talking about this? Well, I thought it'd be pretty cool to, uh, talk about, sometimes we believe in luck more than we believe in consistency. Sometimes we're like, oh, if it falls out of the sky, if, you know, if God lets that happen, it'll happen. But in reality, consistency is the key to success. Now today, you might be thinking like, I'm already successful. I don't really need this message. Let's move forward. So, um, okay, you might not, but you might need a reminder. What is your reminder today? Let's just think about this. Who am I as a person? Go ahead and self-reflect right now. Who am I? Where am I consistent in my life? What do I want to be more consistent with? Maybe it's in fitness. Maybe it's in reading your word. Maybe it's in praying. Maybe it's in uh, sharing the gospel with someone else. Or maybe it's, I don't know, does anybody have anything that they feel like they have to stay consistent in, in, in here that that in order to move forward, you just have to stay consistent. Maybe it's like eating breakfast every day or something like that. Well, what is that noise? Oh, it is? Oh, sweet. Okay, but it's okay. We'll, we'll, uh, 
I have a lot of questions today and so little time. So, so with uh, Pac-Man at our door, letting us know that, you know, luck is, luck, we can rely on luck, but we should rely on God more. If we want to be consistent, then when we put our foot down in the sand, our steps need to keep going forward. We don't want the shadow of our life off track with what our life is. So today, why should we be consistent in God? Let's just think about it. Well, for one, our character, the only way that we can build our character is if we put daily good things into our lives. So God has chose you. He's called you out. You were called according to God's purpose. I have some scriptures here today to let you know why it's the why you should be consistent, okay? So let's pull up John 1, verse 1, and we'll go through 5. So this scripture right here, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God was with God. Or he was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. So through you guys, all things were made. God made you. God made you. And without him, nothing was made that was made. Pretty interesting. In him was life, and that light was the light of all mankind. The light shines in darkness and does not, and the darkness does not overcome it. So, I have an example of why you should be consistent. Consistency is what brings an experience in your life, okay? Consistency brings an experience. If you want to just take it with fitness, if you're consistent in eating the right things, then you are able to have the energy when you go to the gym, then you're able to build up the muscles and able to get somewhere. But if you don't have the consistency, you kind of fall off track, right? You fall off track and, and you're not able to do exactly what you were thinking you were going to do in the gym, you know, because muscles just don't fall out of the sky, right? It doesn't happen in luck. We saw when we flipped the coin, it's not always that we're lucky that we're going to lose the weight or get more fit. But when we have an experience, you're like, what does this have to do with the Bible today? Well, let me just tell you, when you have an experience with God, you're able to share that experience with others and that consistency of sharing the word of God. Thank you for coming today. I appreciate it. Uh, the consistency of sharing the word of God in your life to others can bring an experience with other, with other people. So today you might be thinking like the title of the message is if you want to be successful, you have to be consistent. So that means you're going to be successful, right? Well, actually... Yes, but the reality is God wants you to be successful so that other people can have an experience with him. So what, what are we talking about here? Here's what we're talking about. Okay. You can make a difference in someone else's life when the word of God is active in your own. So when you read the word of God, you see who you are. You're created in God's image. You're created in God's likeness. You can bring an experience to somebody else that can also change their life. I'll give you a real life example. I'm consistent in my life with my walk with God, and I have family back in Oregon. And recently, uh, somebody called me and said, hey, 
I'm going to get off this drug. Hey, I didn't ask this person to get off the drug yesterday, but because I'm consistent in my life, 30, well, not 30 years, well, yeah, somewhere around 25 years of, of serving the Lord. Um, if I stay consistent with my walk with God, praying, reading the word and seeking his face and sharing the gospel, not giving up on others, then God can bring that opportunity back. And I was not expecting this person to call me and say, hey, I'm going to quit finally. You know, that's just what God does. God, God can move on the hearts of people and share it with you as long as you stay consistent. Amen. Sometimes we're looking for God to move in our lives and, and, and show up in ways, but we're not willing to be consistent in the things he's asking to do uh, us to do daily, and that is reading our word, praying, being an example. Sometimes we're a little bit more consistent with posting things online than we are with our own family in our life. I'm not talking to anybody in this room because I know everybody in this room serves God, loves God, and is consistent with their walks with God. Amen? So God has talked to us about our former life and the life that we used to have, right? He said, you know what? You need to leave the former things and be a part of the new. But the only way that you can leave your past is if you start something new in your life. So if you're starting something new, such as... For the first time, maybe you're serving God. Maybe the first time you're giving your life to God. Well, there's things that have to come off of your life in order for you to move forward. Mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. For example, in the word right here, it says, Ephesians, I'm going to skip down Matthew to this scripture. Ephesians 4, 24. You were taught with regard to your former life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to be put on and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. True righteousness and holiness is when you're serving God and you're giving up the things of your past. What are those things? Maybe it's anger, okay? Maybe it's smoking. Maybe it's drinking. Maybe it's uh, doing things you shouldn't do. But when you take those former things and you leave it behind, you also sometimes have to leave those friends behind. Because what happens is that the mind is deceitful, and the body will deceit itself if you're hanging around those who, who don't have the strength to be different or not go against the grain. I remember when I first got saved, I had friends that were like, oh, why don't you want to go party with us? You know, we're in high school, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I'm changed. I'm not doing that stuff. You can do that. Let's see where it leads you. And, uh, and so it worked out well for me because I stayed consistent. And after, you know, receiving the Lord in my life and coming from a family of an alcoholic dad and a family of drug addicts, drinkers, you know, I say I'm a thinker, not a drinker, just because I don't really, I don't like to do things where I'm not saying I'm perfect. Nope. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I like to edify my mind, my body and my spirit and be aware of what's going on so that I can be a part of what God's calling me to do. And God has called each one of us. For example, in 1 Peter 2, 9, uh, 10, it says, But you are a cho chosen people, 
a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who calls you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you've received mercy. It's interesting because, you know, you know what happens is, you know, you serve God, you could serve God for like 10 years, you know, and then all of a sudden you kind of get dry or something like that. You get around some different groups of people and you think, ah, this is okay. I'll do a little bit of this. I'll do a little bit of that. Or I'll be a little bit like this or a little bit of that. Or I'll just fall off track reading my word or fall off track praying. But then sometimes you just like, you could just deviate one one mile or whatever you want to say, one step. And that step puts a giant fork in your, your family tree sometimes. You know, sometimes you wonder like, oh, why are my kids serving God? Why, why isn't this? Why isn't that? And it's not always an, um, a direct result of something bad you've done. Bad things happen to good people all the time. Look at my life. You know, I don't know why my son went through what he went through. I still don't know to this day. Uh, and I, and right now I don't need to know. God will reveal that one day. But a bad thing happened to me. I wasn't doing anything bad. You know, I'm serving God and I'm sharing the gospel and I'm uh, teaching his children. So bad things do happen to good te- people. But out of a crisis is not when character is built. Your character is built before a crisis. And what happens is when you are in a crisis, that's when you're character stands out the most. That's when God will show up and tell you, okay, now's the time to shine. You show people that it's okay to go through hard times. You show people that it's okay, you know, to do what you're doing and how you can make it out of this. Because when you're in a valley, you need to get to the mountaintop. And sometimes you just don't really know how to get to that mountaintop unless you keep trying. And you got to keep believing. And what I always told people is, you know, I have to stay consistent in believing that my son's going to be healed or my mother-in-law or, you know, uh, my family members are going to be set free of drugs and alcohol. Uh, because if I'm not consistent in my faith and in my beliefs and in how I see God in my family, if I was to just walk away, because the hardest thing happened to me in my life, my son almost died, Right. If I was to walk away during that time and he actually really didn't, then what would I have? No faith. I walked away from God. My son is healed. Now what do I do with the rest of my life? Not a very good look for me, right? So I decided that I would be consistent. And how we can be consistent in our daily walk is not on our own strength. It's on the strength that God has given us. He's going to anoint us, equip us, show us who we can uh, share the gospel with, show us who we can be a blessing to. Life is not all about us, but for some reason, people online think it is. We were never meant to reach every single person in the whole entire world with the touch of a button. If we were meant to do that, God would have created that in the beginning. Now, I know that man does create really cool things. You know, we got the spaceship. God created people, but he didn't create the spaceship, right? I mean, the shuttle to the moon. But that was a cool thing that a human made. But sometimes humans make things that can help, but also can harm people. So in order for us to stay consistent with our walk with God and show up and be available to God, 
We have to love God and we have to love our neighbors. How do we do that? First, loving God is by reading his word, activating our faith, loving him, showing righteousness, showing unity. Did you know also that when you're consistent with God, that is how he shows you what he likes? That's so cool. You know, sometimes we're like, what is my purpose in life? What is my destiny? I don't know. Somebody tell me. Someone more spiritual than me, tell me. That's not the way it works. God called us all to go, therefore, before men and make disciples. Go out and share the gospel. I don't need to be the one sharing the gospel today. You need to be sharing in the gospel. You, 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 all of us. We all need to do it together. Good examples of people that share the gospel in the Bible, Peter, Paul, Daniel, all these people, they stay consistent in their faith. Did you know that people actually get in arguments and fights? Yeah, you see it now online, right? You see it at the touch of a button. And people are mad at each other, even Christians. Oh, can you believe it? Christians get mad at each other. People walk away from each other. Yes, this is true. Even Barnabas and Paul, they got mad. Why'd they get mad? Because Mark's on the journey with them. And Mark leaves, leaves what they're doing. Mark leaves the call. Mark, also known as John. He leaves the call at the time they're trying to spread the gospel. Paul was so upset, like... How could you do that? So Barnabas, you know, Barnabas, his name means encourager. He's such an encouraging person. He likes to share the gospel, spread the word of God. Barnabas and Paul were really buddies at the time. But you know what? They had such a harsh disagreement. They separated their ways and they went on to still share the gospel. So the second time they go to preach the gospel, uh, Barnabas said to Paul, you know, we need to, um, hi, Pastor Nancy, I'm glad you're here today. Barnabas and Paul, uh, they were talking about going on the second mission to go see how the people were doing. See, they already spread the gospel, and then they said, now we need to go check on the churches. What are they doing? They got empty seats? What's going on? Who needs to be there? Why isn't anybody there? And then they go, Okay, well, let's go check on them. Let's go encourage them. Let's go amp them up and see what's going on. And Barnabas goes, well, I want to I ask John Mark. You know, I'm, I'm making up the way that it sounds, okay? Because I'm, I'm just, you know, making the story a little bit lively this morning. So I'm, I'm thinking about their conversation, and Barnabas is like, okay, I want to bring Mark with us. And Paul's like, no, we're not bringing Mark. We're not bringing Mark. He's a tr- he's He's a sellout. He's not doing, you know, God's good work. I don't want to bring him. I want to bring Silas. And then what happens? You know what? Even though they disagreed, there was one thing they agreed on was still spreading the gospel. So even though they had a disagreement, didn't mean that they had to fight forever. They each went their separate way and spreaded, they spread the gospel with just two different peoples. Barnabas, the encourager, he gave his friend a second chance. Paul, he, was, he felt more led to be on track and stay on track. You know, there's some people that are more black and white, you know, like this is right and this is wrong and this is the path. There's nothing wrong with either way, right? Because God will redeem people that have gone through hard times, right? Everyone needs a second chance. So it's pretty interesting to see people that are, you know, consistent in their walks with God in the Bible. 
to have a real life example. So Daniel is like one of the greatest examples of consistency, right? Because even to this day, you know, the year 2024 started, you probably heard about the Daniel fast, right? Look at how many years later his life was so consistent in serving God that people are still doing his diet. That's crazy. Think about it. I mean, I'm just trying to bring it to real terms. He was so impactful that still today we are talking about him and his life. He was such a spiritual and kind person that he was able to interpret dreams that no one else could that were very confusing, right? That's, that's amazing. So who's a, a stark contrast to Daniel? King Herod. Let's think about King Herod. Look at his consistency. Where did his life lead? His consistency was evil. It was all about himself, his plan, what he was going to do. He was a part of taking part in uh, killing babies at the time Jesus is born, right? I mean, he did all these evil things, but guess what? People will still follow evil people. That's the truth. So there still is good and evil in this world, and people are still a part of those things, right? But what happened at the end of Herod's life? He finally died, and the, the worms ate him. Is that not a weird story? That's the weirdest story ever. Look it up. It's in the Bible. I, I tell you, it, this is true. It's in Acts 12, 1 through 23. So, you know, sometimes it costs you everything to be consistent in the word of God and in your life and in the way that you want to be. I think uh, because uh, now there's nothing wrong with being online and, and all of that stuff. That's great things. But let's just remind ourselves about the goodness of God, his righteousness, his unity, and what we should be posting, what we should be a part of, what we should be sharing with others. Amen? Because if we would uh, choose to be more of a light and more of an example and not be afraid of what other people would say, because they surely weren't afraid when they were teaching the gospel all over the world. I mean, that second trip that uh, Paul went on, he went to Syria. Guys, I went to Jordan one time and I was like, oh, I don't really want to come back here. <laughs> it wasn't like the most pleasant people around there, honestly. It was a little bit scary. And I can only imagine when, I mean, that was like over 10 years ago. So I can only imagine what it's like right now, you know. Now, don't let, let your life be ran by fear because sometimes fear can get you in trouble. Uh, so... I, and I, I know that I, hold on a second. I know that I took a little bit longer to start the class, but at least we have now the people that should be here, right? Amen. Amen. So, so we know that why we should be consistent is because God called us to be consistent. He has made us in his image. He's made us in his likeness. And also how we can be consistent is in our righteousness. What good deeds are we doing every single day? What goodness are we sharing with the world? And how can we trust God? We can trust God with our heart, our mind, our soul. Amen? We can trust him with our motives. We can trust him with showing us how to be honest. And as we do these things in Psalms 90... Verse 17, it says, May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands. 
for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. In Psalms 91, it says, uh, verse 1 through 2, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. In Proverbs 16, 3, commit to the Lord whatever you do. He will establish your plans. God will always establish your plans. So what is the result of being consistent? This is probably going to be my favorite part. And for those of you that come tonight at Waves, I'll have way more to share with you. Uh, but this is my favorite part of being consistent. Okay? It says in Jeremiah, well, actually, I want to I actually share... 1 Samuel 18, 14, it says, In everything he did, he had great success because the Lord was with him. So sometimes we think that we're going to fail, but that's because we have human bodies and in, in, in minds. But the Spirit of God is upon us when we make ourselves available. So when God is with us, we will have great success. We will see results. The coolest thing ever is this verse, and then I'm going to show you some videos because I'm going to show you a real-life testimonies of being consistent with God. In Acts 4.32, it says, all the believers, through verse 35, all the believers were of one heart and one mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned land or houses sold it, and then they brought it in, and they put the sales of those houses towards the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had a need. Okay, so you're telling me that if I stay consistent in God's word and in God's work, this is what's going to happen. The power of God is going to show up and there shall be no need. If there is a need, then we've got to still be consistent because there might be someone in need of food, of clothing, of shelter, of hope, of, you know, so we got to continue the work if there's still a need. So the results of great consistency is that the power of God shows up. We will lack nothing. Change will happen. And we will be prosperous and successful. Okay, in, in closing today, since we have to wrap it up, even though it's kind of short service, this is what I'm going to show you. Okay, I'm going to show you this first video, okay? So Matthew, go ahead and play. This video, this is a sweet girl. Her name's Aaliyah. This was a kids camp that we did uh, last summer. And I'm going to show you a little bit of results of being consistent with your faith in God. So wait, can you start it over? And we need it louder. He said that my dad is going to come home before my birthday. Okay, so this little girl, she testified at camp... During the time we said we were going to have God move in our lives, we just prayed and we gave time to listen to the voice of God. This little girl hears from God and God says to her that her dad is coming home. Matthew, put that picture up, please. Two weeks later, her dad came home and he was in jail. 
Okay? That's consistency of seeking God. Had I not, had I said, oh, not enough people showed up today. I'm not doing it. Oh, I don't feel like it today. I'm not doing the voice of God. What would have happened? She, maybe her dad would have come home, but we all prayed as a group that her dad would come home. Was there any hope that her dad was going to come home otherwise? No. Uh, but we laid hands on her and we said, okay, well, let's, let's do this. But we didn't know what the end result was going to be. Okay, I have another one. Can you show the next video of Brian? That told me that God gave me like a, Louder. a fire in my heart that I could almost get up. And then do the next picture and then do the next testimony. We're just going to roll them through all the way until you get to, to Levi, okay? I'm going to show you all of these, okay? What did God say to you? He said that everything's going to be okay and that he's always with me. That's it. He said that one day... Can you turn it up? Soon, Sorry. Very Thanks. soon. There will be amazing change in your life that will make you change everybody else's. And if you did something wrong, you are now healed by the Jesus' stripes. Um, so, um, when I was speaking in tongues just a few minutes ago, um, I felt him touch my back and my heart suddenly filled with joy and I started crying and he really, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. Um, so when, whenever, um, whenever I was praying, God like touched my back and it was like a cold fire. And he said that um, my mom and dad would come back soon. So uh, these testimonies are a real life example of why you should stay consistent in your walk with God because the key to success in your life is when you open up a door for somebody else. So we were able to open up a door for these kids in their lives by just being consistent and listening to God's voice. Had we not done that, I don't know that all of that would have happened. Yes, it's possible for those parents to come home and all of that, but we together prayed. And then so the kid at the end where he was talking about how his mom and dad were coming back home, him and his two brothers wow, were taken from their parents about a, a year and a half ago. And this happened during camp in about two weeks. Well, maybe about, yeah, about a couple weeks into after camp, his parents came to visit him and then show that picture of him and his brother. That's their last picture of them here at Kid City because they actually got to go home to their parents. <laughs> Isn't that cool? So, sorry. So, what? <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's 
that's the thing about reading the word of God and being consistent and how you can activate your faith. When you activate your faith in Christ and you do what uh, God is calling you to do, you never know what's on the other side of that prayer and that success. So as we saw two miracles happen of kids reuniting with their families, also the Holy Spirit moving in their lives. I mean, for a kid to hear the voice of God at a young age, that's something that will impact their life forever. So we know why we should be consistent is because God called us to be consistent. We know how to be consistent in his word, in loving God and loving people. And we know the results of being consistent. You can activate faith in someone else's life. You can be the end result in someone else's life in their walk with God and in their family. Amen. So I know you guys are already successful. You already love God. So let's just go to the next level. I'll close it today in prayer. Thank you for coming today. I appreciate you guys. Father, we thank you for all that you're doing for us and through us. Lord, we just pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit moves on our lives, that we're able to hear the voice of God each and every day, that you would equip us, Lord, in our hearts to be able to preach the gospel, to share the word, to be a living example of your word, to help us in each and every day to be consistent in every areas of our lives. Help us to live a successful, loving life, Lord, that we can be an example to the world in our our families and in our friendships and all God's people said, amen. All right. Thank you guys for coming.